Welcome to the podcast for the First United Methodist Church, located in Round Rock, Texas. We very much so hope that you're enjoying these podcasts, and we invite for you to join us online at fumc-rr.org for all of our church information. We also hope you join us on social media at fumcrr on all social media platforms. If you'd like to give to this podcast and other ministries, please text 44321 and follow the instructions. Again, we hope you have a very blessed week. And better yet, we hope to see you soon at the First United Methodist Church of Round Rock, Texas. You may be seated. Good morning. Thank you, band, for that song. God, please give your reign to our community. We need it. So when I say the word God, what comes to mind? Is it something sacred? Is it something secular? Does it bring joy? Does it bring dread? Is it even a name you really know? Is it a God that's far off or someone that's close to you? I mean, especially in this word world, God has a lot of meanings. So maybe we need to drill down a bit to understand this word God. I mean, for example, my name is David. How many other Davids are here in this room? No, none others. Okay. Or I can't see them because of lights in my eyes. Um, But David is a pretty common name. And if you were trying to get my attention and there's a room full of Davids, it'd be pretty hard. Well, maybe use my last name. It's David Johnson. My parents weren't too creative. And so there's a lot of David Johnsons in this world. A couple months ago, I was in Dallas visiting some friends and some of their friends came over and this guy enters the room and I introduce myself, David Johnson. And he looks at me a little strangely and goes, wait a minute, my name is David Johnson too. I met another David Johnson. It's a pretty common name. Well, maybe if you use my title, my job, I'm Pastor David Johnson, but at this church, that doesn't work really well either because there was a Pastor David Atkins When I first started working here, I go into the front office. I was thinking I was looking for a pen or something. Someone called looking for Pastor David. And the person answering the phone says, Pastor David doesn't work here anymore. He's retired. Click. And I go, what? I'm already retired. This is amazing. But they were talking about David Atkins. So how would you figure out which David you're talking about? Well, maybe you share some of my characteristics, some of my story. To know God, we have to know his story, to know his characteristics. Because I think the most important question a human can ask is, who is God? What is God like? Because your idea of God will shape who you are, will shape how you live out in the world. This is why we gather as a community to worship on Sundays, to sing songs, to, to read scripture, to know more about who God is. And it's a process. Because what I knew about God at five is different than what you'll know about God at 50. I was hanging out with Regina and Michael Bomfock a couple of weeks ago. They were former members of our church. They moved out to Hondo. Michael's family has some land out there. They're building this really cool farmhouse. And they are amazing cooks. And during the summer, they like to cook outside in this pizza oven that they have. They bought it because their son really loves pizza. And when he was getting married, he wanted pizza for their rehearsal dinner. And a couple times when I visited, they've made that pizza. It's amazing. 
Well, the last time I was out there, I found something tragic about Michael. He doesn't like pizza. And Regina just found that out after 30 years of being married to him. Please pray for his taste buds. They're still finding out about each other after 30 years. There's still surprises they get to find out. Unlike the disappointing news about Michael, the surprises we find out about God are really good. As we get to know him better, as we learn more about him, as we walk with him throughout our life. But how we think about God also shapes how we relate to him, but as well as to others around us. If we feel constantly judged and shamed by God, that'll be your baseline judgment toward other people. If you feel accepted and loved and welcomed, you'll have that same acceptance and love to others around you. The way we relate to others around us, the closest ones around us, might be a great indication what our relationship with God is. Are relationships filled with criticism, judgment, avoidance, or are they filled with intimacy and love and care? Either way, it probably reflects what you think about God. Because we all have an image of God. Some of it may be really right on, others will be far off. So a good way to start is through scripture. In Exodus 34, scripture this morning is a great way to start because it's the only place in all of scripture where God describes himself. It's also the most used verse in the Bible by the Bible. It's God's self-disclosure about who he really is. Because when we hear about God, we hear about his might, his, his power, his glory. But this is where God starts off with his character. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's slow to anger. And in Hebrew, order matters. God is merciful and gracious. We've been in this sermon series about Moses. We've been dropping into various moments in his life. And Pat gave a really powerful sermon last Sunday on Exodus 33 and 34. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend you go into YouTube or our podcast to check it out. But at Exodus 33, we find Moses. He's in a tent. This pillar of cloud comes down. The people outside are amazed by it. God's presence is with them and they start worshiping God. And God and Moses start having a conversation. The Lord speaks to Moses face to face like one who speaks to a friend. Have you ever thought about having a conversation like having a conversation with a friend? Being face to face with God. Moses has this deep relationship with God as he learns more about him. And Moses asks then something interesting to God. God, show me your glory. A lot of times we think of glory as a celebrity, like Taylor Swift. She has a lot of glory. She's amazing. But here in Hebrew, it means presence and beauty. That's what God is like. Moses wants to be enveloped in that character of God and God's glory. But God, what typically God does is exceed Moses' expectations. God says, hey, I'm going to show you my glory, but I'm also going to tell you my name. Because surprise, God's name isn't God. It's a descriptor of who God is. In the Middle East, names had a lot of power. It was more than a label, more than a title. It was a type of characteristic. It gives an identity, helped kind of shape the story of who they were. Jacob, not the one up here that plays guitar in the Bible, name means deceiver. And God changed his name to Israel when he had this wrestling match. Israel means one who wrestles with God. God gave Israel a new identity. 
And I did some little investigation in some of the pastor's names in Hebrew. And in Hebrew, Pat's name means vegan who runs. This is not our first time. I'll let y'all catch up. Okay, good. Um, But this is not the first time Moses has a conversation with God. Brad talked about it a couple weeks back in Exodus, where Moses first meets God. Moses is out there hanging out with the sheep and sees this bush is on fire. And the bush starts talking to him. Moses, Moses. God is calling Moses' name. God knows Moses' name. Moses goes and investigates it and says, come here. The, the bush, God, who is speaking through that bush, wants him to come closer. Moses takes off his tevas. It's on holy ground. And they start having a conversation. And then Moses asks, like, who are you? Who am I having a conversation with? Moses has never really met God there before. And God says, I am who I am. It can be translated to, I will be. God is unshifting. God is consistent. God will be who he will be 24-7. God is true to God's character all the time. Unlike us, I'm nice most of the time. There's some seasons where maybe I get back from a camp and I'm a little tired and cranky that week. Maybe just life isn't going my way. But God is who he is 24-7. When my brother-in-law and my sister started dating, she was so impressed that he was on time, all the time. She dated other guys, they weren't that consistent, but every time he said he'd be at a place, he'd be there exactly on time. They were hanging out with his mom, and he goes, Mom, I'm always on time when I pick up Heather. It's always great. Then they got married. And he's not quite on, the t- on time most of the time. He's a great guy, but time management is something he can work on. But God's not like that. There's no gotchas. There's no surprise. God is who he is all the time. So if God is compassionate, he's always a compassionate God. And we can lean in and depend on who God says God is. Then, Moses tells, then God tells Moses to tell the Israelites that the Lord is sending them, is sending him to them. And we just have that, this statement where God says, I am. I'm going to get a little nerdy for you, just a, a few moments, just tell you why it says Lord besides I am. The first is just a, a grammar issue. God then says, my name is Yahweh. Yahweh is he will be. It'd be awkward if Moses says, I am sent me, says he has sent me. And God will be who he will be all the time. And sometimes we'll see Lord in the scriptures instead of Yahweh because Yahweh is a holy name. Yahweh is the name of the creator of the heavens and the earth. And one of the first of the 10 commandments says, don't take the Lord's name in vain. And the Israelites didn't want to take that in accord. So they changed it to Adonai in some of their translations. And Adonai is Lord. But if you see capital L-O-R-D in your scripture, it is referring to the word Yahweh. And if it's Lord with lowercase letters after that, it's referring to just Adonai or Lord. And that's when and it happened just part of a translation issue. But it's kind of an interesting word to use, Lord, because it's just a title. It's just a name. Pat's grandkids do not call him Reverend Dr. Colonel Pat McCain. That'd be really awkward and weird. They call him Abuelo. 
It's a term of intimacy. It's a term of, hey, I'm in relationship. You are part of my family. You can call me something that really no one else can call me. It's like when you're growing up and you have your teachers and you call them Mr. Smith, Dr. Jones. And then you get as an adult and you encounter them again and maybe you want to revert calling them Mr. Smith or Dr. Jones, but they say, hey, no, call me Bill, call me Susan. They have a different relationship with you. God is a God who wants us to have this deep relationship. Yahweh is the name of God and we get to call him by that personal name. A God who wants us to be like family with him, to know him at a deep deep level. But at the burning bush, God doesn't quite answer Moses's question of, who are you? What are you like? Then the Lord describes who he is, gives an identity to who he is to Moses in today's scripture. The Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh, a merciful God, a gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. God is merciful all the time. God is forever faithful. God will be who he says he will be all the time. And I love this. this. This burning bush, this entity that Moses didn't know, now gets to have a deep relationship with him. This God that seemed far off, that he didn't know who he was at all the times, now God gets to, now Moses gets to call him by his first name, to have a face-to-face conversation with him. Some of our students got to know who God was at a deeper level this last week at Camp Eagle. I have some pictures of camp. This is a big swing, and I think Taylor got to be the one that ripped the cord. So they get the pulled all the way up, and they count down one, two, three, and he gets to pull this rope, and these kids swang forward. I think he had a little too much fun doing that. Um, we, there's a, it's called the nest where they can get some snacks and hang out. This is right after the 3,000-foot zipline, right? Was that right? Yeah. After the 3,000-foot zipline, this is them on that. They have a lot of fun doing that. This is some of our high school. Peter's the guy with the hat in, in black. He's one of the counselors there. And then we got to ride some bikes. We have amazing um, coordinated kids. I just tried to do the bike, and I hurt myself, I think. But Camp Eagle is fantastic. Did you, who went to camp, did you have a good time? Okay, I'm gonna try that again. Did you have fun at Camp Eagle? Okay, perfect, all right. Camp Eagle looks great. I think we've been going since I've been um, going to church here. Uh, But I've learned that I've gotten older because it takes me a lot longer to recover from camp than uh, when I first started going to it. But in between the zip lining and kayaking and all the fun, They have these counselors. We saw that picture of Peter. There's Peter and Carrie. They're college students. And they give up their summer to feed into these students, to to share the love of Christ with these students. This year's theme was on the story of David. David means beloved. He was someone after God's own heart. He was a giant slayer. He's also somebody who sinned, who missed the mark but he's also one that encountered a God who was merciful and gracious to him. Most of our students knew the the name of God on the trip. One night we had communion. We had this beautiful, powerful worship service. Music was great. The speaker was great. And then we took our students and had communion with them. And as I was cleaning up, 
I saw two middle school student boys in tears go to Taylor, and they gave me permission to share this story. I love how Taylor mentors our students. And I overheard what they were saying. One student was crying out, saying, I sin. I make mistakes all the time. And God loves me. The creator of the heavens and the earth still wants to have a relationship with me. And another boy wanted to just experience God at a deeper level. He was in tears because he experienced God at an intimate, personal level as he worshiped him that night. Just one of the stories that happened at camp, but this getaway where these students get to build deep relationships with each other and deeper relationships with God. Get to know God at this personal level. See, these students didn't just meet the Lord. They met Yahweh. A God who wants to know them, who's calling them to say, hey, you're important to me. I love you. No matter your past, no matter your history, I want to be in relationship with you. After Moses finds out the name of God, God tells Moses that he's going to make a covenant with the Israelites. He wants to be in relationship with them. God's going to go with them wherever they go. This is our story too. We hear about this God who created the heavens and the earth, a God we may not know about. Then God came into this fire to spoke to Moses, says, come here, Moses, I know you by name. I want to have a deep relationship with you. And then they carry God in this ark throughout their time in the wilderness. And then Jesus comes on the scene who's God with flesh on who tells us more examples of what God is really like. We know God by another name, Jesus. And then Jesus leaves and goes up back into heaven and God gives us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit resides in us. This movement of God seeming so far away to a God wanting to be closer, more intimate, more personal with us each and every day. So this means wherever we go, we take that name of Yahweh. Wherever the Israelites went, they carried as a people of compassion and grace. We carry the, the ambition of being compassionate and grace wherever we go. We carry that name of Yahweh. We are living examples of Yahweh wherever we go. You're not just a teacher preparing for the school year. You're a temple with legs on. A house of God, sharing with your students who God really is. You're not just a freshman in high school or going off into college. You're a reflection of God to this world. You take that love of God, of knowing who God wants to call you by name, out into the world wherever you go. When we leave here today, remember... You're not just leaving to grab lunch. You are carrying the name of God. When you walk your dog this week, you're carrying the name of God. When you go to your two-a-days practices this week, you are carrying the name of God. You are called by the name of Yahweh. And that is a great name. Let us pray. God, I stand amazed at a God who loves us so deeply that he calls our name, that he wants a deep relationship with us, that we can call him Yahweh. 
He wants us to be in a deep relationship with him each and every day. No matter what we've done, no matter what we will do, God wants to be in relationship with us and call us by name. And we rejoice by that. So let us remember the waters of our baptism that gets us in a deep relationship with us so we can go out in this world and remember we are representatives of Yahweh wherever we go. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's sermon series podcast from First United Methodist Church of Round Rock, Texas. For more information, you can find us online at fumc-rr.org or find us on social media at F-U-M-C-R-R.